0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Well, hello, everyone. This is Trina Newby, your host and business success coach with Women About Biz, broadcasting to you live this Monday, November 11th. Are we not coming up with the Thanksgiving holiday quickly? Yeah, we are. Thanksgiving will be in two more weeks, and of course, we are here every single Monday at 12 noon, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas, guess what? A huge success. So again, I want to wish everybody a happy Monday. We are here uh, to provide you with some resources, some tools and information and ways that you can grow your business. And of course, our theme all this month is grateful for being in business. This is something, it's, it's that time of year in the US where we pull together, we start celebrating unity, love, you know, uh, sharing what we are grateful for. And so that is exactly what our theme is all about during the month of November here at Successful Woman Radio. Grateful for being in business. And so today, as we continue on with that theme, we're talking about grateful for marketing opportunities, what opportunities that are out there in front of us right now that we need to be grateful for, but not only being grateful for it, but taking advantage of what it is that we're grateful for. So I'm going to be sharing with you a wonderful article uh, by the company Buildfire. They do a lot of mobile apps, and they wrote an article about 16 awesome marketing strategies for small businesses. So I'm going to be sharing those strategies with you today as we talk about being grateful for being in business. And then, of course, we're going to continue on with ways to market your business during the holiday season. That is so important. No matter what business you have, there is a way for you to indeed capitalize off of the holiday season. And so this is something that you should automatically be working into your marketing for the rest of this year. So we're going to discuss that as well. Of course, we have our book, you know, that everyone is talking about and blazing about on the chat, letting go of your bananas. And, of course, I will be reading another excerpt from you, Um, This is a wonderful book during this time of the year for us to remember. about things that we need to let go on so that we can embrace, create the new, and move forward in our lives. We don't want to go into the new year holding on to old things that are not enhancing our lives or enhancing our business. And so, again, we want to be moving forward. And so, again, uh, I will be reading an excerpt from Uh, from the book. And today, I think I'm going to be reading from key number four, Finding Your Bananas. And This is a good section because he talks about we all have bananas and how things hold us back, so I think that you guys will enjoy uh, the excerpt from, again, key number four, okay? So, again, we're going to be discussing that a little bit later on, but for right now, again, I want to welcome everybody to the Successful Woman radio show. I want to remind you to please remember to mark your calendar for every Monday at 12 noon. And just as a side note, ladies, don't hang up. When you dial in, or if you come into the Facebook group and we haven't gotten there yet, remember we are simultaneously being on Block Talk Radio as well as our Facebook platform. So the one thing that I want you to remember is that sometimes it takes a little bit of time to sync up technology, right? And so, we are probably still syncing up if you come on exactly at 12 and we're not showing on the Facebook page or we're not on the Blog Talk radio platform yet, just hang in there because we will definitely be coming uh, momentarily. And so, again, it takes a little bit of time. Um, We are definitely going to be going over the five questions of leadership and authority, that is just so very, very important. We want to make sure that we give you that. And so we're going to go ahead and read from question number one. Am I clear on my role as CEO of my company? As you guys know, it's all about clarity. It's all about having focus. And the more focus, the more clarity that you have. And by the way, yes, there are different degrees of clarity and focus. There's no one way Um, or no one particular focus of clarity that you're going to have. As you grow, you're going to have many aha moments. You're going to get more clarity. You're going to gain more focus, okay? But as the CEO, it is important that you first start with yourself and understanding what is your role in your company. And if you have not created a position description, well, Guess what? I've said it enough that you guys need to be catching on to this and moving right away into doing a position description for your business. Here's number two. What are my business priorities, right? So your business priorities should be those things that you need to focus on most to generate income into your business. So what are those things? It's sales, marketing, it's a follow-up with prospects or clients, right? Um, It is looking to ensure that your automation is working in your marketing, that you have everything already pre-scheduled and ready to go out. Very, very important. Here's number three. Do I have a bird's-eye view of the following areas? So once we talk about what you should have a priority over, the next most important thing is do you actually have a bird's-eye view? So first, let's just quickly you know, talk about a bird's eye view. What is that? Well, in business, a bird's eye view is where you as the CEO are able to look down on a sheet of paper or you're able to review on an online uh, platform what's going on in your business for the day or at any given time period that you've set up, right? And Having that information at your fingertips, being able to review and have an overview allows you to really see what's going on in the company and how close you are to accomplishing the goals for that week right and so when we're talking about a bird's eye view, you really don't you really don't just want to look at a bird's eye view for the day, but there are several different views of having a bird's eye view you want to be able to Look at a bird's eye view for the year, for the quarter, for the month, and then for the week, right? And when you break it down all the way to the week, which is so very important to do that, you always want to know what your end game is. What are your Friday goals? What is it that you're trying to accomplish by week end? Because whatever that is, then all of your activities and your tasks scheduled around that should be supporting whatever that goal is. If you have a lot of tasks, a lot of activities scheduled that really are not enhancing your weekend goal or what it is that you're trying to do by that Friday, then I can tell you that you probably won't accomplish the weekend goal. You won't accomplish that Friday goal, whatever that might be. So I want to just break it down, slow it down enough here to just give you an example of what I'm talking about, what I'm sharing. So say, for example, that if it were your goal to make $1,500, right, and you know that that is going to be your weekly goal. And let's just say you your service that you are providing is $150. So you already know that $150, right, times 10 is going to give you that $1,500. So you already you know that you have 10 clients who are going to spend on the average of $150 with you. But you don't know who those 10 clients are going to be yet because right now, you know the week hasn't started you haven't really been moving in on those 10 prospects yet so you say to yourself well in order for me to have 10 clients i really need to to talk with about 20 to 30 prospects and out of that 20 to 30 prospects i need to convert 10 of those a minimum of 10 of those into actual clients where they're either making a deposit or whether they are paying the full amount for the service that I provide. So that's kind of how you start. And then you, what you're going to do is you're going to go back up and look at your calendar, and you're going to say, well, that means that if I said I need to talk with 30 people, if I divide 30, let's say, by five days, that means that I need to speak with six people every single day about my offering, about the actual service or product that I'm providing, which for this example, it's $150. So that's what I need to do. So I need to make sure, number one, that my marketing is working for me, first of all. Do I have a marketing campaign built around this particular service so that I have a stream of prospects who are interested in it? Have I created a compelling offer in order for people to you know bike on that marketing and then give me their name phone number and email so that I can quickly follow up with them and they can become a part of that daily 6 count that I've given you as an example and so that's what you want to do so that your automated marketing is going on by the end of the week you would have spoken with 30 people which means out of those 30 10 of those people you would have converted into clients and so that's what I'm talking about in as far as making sure that the activities you have on your calendar are actually relevant and pertaining to what it is that you're trying to get accomplished. So, for example, if you had a lot of other activities, if you had meetings scheduled, if you had going to different events scheduled, Um, that might be important, but you will have to hold that secondary to making sure that you have given enough time to speak with all the leads coming in. And if you are really setting your number for that 1,500, for example, for that Friday, that means you've got to get in talking to 30 people. Maybe that was your average. If I talk to 30 people, I can convert 10. So again, that should be your main focus. And remember, I've shared with you guys Uh, on this last few um, shows that one of the things that I really paid attention to, to Brian Tracy, who is such a huge guru in the personal development market, he talked about and shared his own personal testimony of how when he was not focusing on his marketing, his sales and marketing, everything dwindled. He almost lost everything. Many, you know, many decades ago, he talked about that firsthand experience. And so from that point forward, he started using 75% of his time for sales and marketing, and he recommends that to to everyone who listens to him. He talks about that importance, and I agree, and I have seen a tremendous growth since I have increased the time with sales and marketing in my business as well. And so, again, guys, remember, it is at least 75%, and while that may seem like a lot of time, It helps you to get to your end goal faster, and that's what you want to do. So as we move on with the five questions of leadership and authority, we just finished with number three, do I have a bird's-eye view? And we talked about that. We want to move on to question number four. Am I allowing my power team to work for me and helping me to execute, and this is very, very important, in helping me to execute my daily workflow? Listen, ladies, the one thing that I really want you to grasp, embrace, and really hold on to as you move into 2020 is that in order for you to reach a six-figure plus income level, generate that revenue, you are going to need more than just yourself. This is where you have to learn to leverage the talent and potential of others. And so creating a support team that I like to call the power team, meaning they are empowering you, they are helping you to shorten your learning curve and move you along faster in your business growth, it is going to be so very, very important that you put and assemble this power team, right? But before you can actually do that, there's one more thing that you need to have in place, that's number five of the five questions of leadership and authority, and it is, do I have a delegation system in place to activate my power team? You can't really activate the power in your power team until you actually have a delegation and follow-up system in place. This is Accountability is very important. And so, what you don't want to do is you don't want to advocate, which means just to hand over without any instruction, without any care or concern about accountability. And so, you want to create your delegation system ahead of time. If there are particular projects, if there are particular tasks that are going to take longer than a day or two, you want to make sure, especially for those that you have specific instructions on how a person is to carry it out. You know, I always tell a lot of people who say, I might as well get it done myself because nobody is going to be you. That's right. You're right about that. Nobody can ever be you, but what they can and should be able to do is to follow your instructions, which is a representative of you, so that everything that comes out of your business is your flavor. It is representing who you are, which is so very, very important. So there you have it, ladies, the five questions of leadership and authority. I definitely. Want to recommend to you that you go ahead and you get this done and that you follow these five questions of leadership and authority as often as you need to, in order for you, as the CEO of your business, to take charge, to take authority, to be that CEO that your business needs to get you to that next level and to bring in the money. The generated revenue that you so desire. Remember that. That's very, very key because at the front of everything that we want as business women. Is that we want to generate that revenue, right? It is through that revenue that we're able to accomplish other goals, both personal and professional. And so, again, that's not going to happen if we're focusing on all of the wrong things. I also want to remind all of you who are listening to the show today as we are getting closer to the year end. Um, starting in the month of December, We will not be doing Power Talks for the rest of the year. I have a lot going on. We're planning... For growth at Women About Biz and planning for new uh, strategies for the Successful Woman radio show. And so for the month of December, we won't be doing actual power talks. And so this is something that you guys need to listen up to because we only have about two weeks that we're going to be doing power talks for the rest of this year at Women About Biz. So I want to highly encourage all of you to please make sure that if you need to talk about your marketing strategies or you need need to talk about getting started with your overall strategy for 2020, now is the time to go to womenaboutbiz.net and to go ahead and sign up and get yourself locked in an appointment for a Power Talk, okay? Very, very important. So to schedule your Power Talk today, I need you to go to womenaboutbiz.net. And when you get there and go to womenaboutbiz.net, right on the front page, we have placed the free coaching session just for you text link, right? Look at that, and you'll see right at the end of that first paragraph, it says click here to schedule now. So we've got it right on the front page for you. So all you need to do is you don't have to dig through the website trying to figure out where it is. Just go to womenaboutbiz.net and click on free coaching session just for you. You see it says click here now to schedule. That's what you need to be doing, okay? And get your Power Talk scheduled for Um, the rest of this month because, again, in December, we will be blocking um, the schedule because we at Women About Biz will be preparing for our next year, our strategy of what we will be doing. And so, again, I want to encourage all of you to do that. So, without further ado, I want to go ahead and go right into the book, Finding Um, Letting Go of Your Bananas, and we're going to be talking about key number four today, finding your banana. So, again, if you have not purchased your book for um, this month, I definitely want all of you, hands down, I want all of you to have this book, right, in your success library. Now, you do have a success library, right? I hope that you do because a research library is necessary. I encourage you at the minimum to read one business or personal development book every single month. Now, most people who are experts and they write books, they usually have about a minimum of 10 years of experience. So if you add up, if you read a book every month, that's 12 books times 10, That means that's 120 years of wisdom and experience that you can absorb and push to your business. So my big question to you is is that if you were to adopt this rule for yourself that every month I read a new book, but now I not only read it, but I apply a lot of the principles, the ideas, and the strategies that I read in the book, how much do you think 120 years of wisdom and experience could contribute to your success. How how do you think that can contribute? A lot, right? Absolutely. And so again, I want you to remember that it's not that you're just reading these, because anybody can just read, right? But you really have to absorb these books. And so while you're reading, You always want to take a yellow marker and highlight passages and areas that you think are very relevant to what you need, right? And you can also create a journal from the books that you read, take really good notes, and then at the end of the book, uh, as you take your notes, at the end of them, say what you're going to do to implement some of the strategies and things that you have read. Now, that's really taking it to that next level and utilizing the wisdom and the knowledge that is in those books. So, again, that's 12 books a year. That's 120 years of wisdom, right? And, of course, you know that if you double that and you do two books a month, right? That's 240 years of wisdom that you implement in your life. So again, uh, while I would not recommend this, I do know people that read a book a week. They really run through it. They really highlight it. They really tr- uh, try to absorb as much as they can from the book. Uh, they may do an audiobook and then read the same book so that they can really absorb what the wisdom is in that particular book. But when you're first starting out, One book per month is all you need to do, right? And these days, a lot of the good books on the market, they are not as long as they used to be. You might see books that might be 225 pages or what have you or less. Some books are 100 pages or 150 pages. But what you're trying to do is you want to first know about the individual that wrote the book. You know, how many years of experience does an individual have? What have What has been their successes? Why are they writing this book? So you do want to look at that. And then you also want to look at books that friends are reading or business associates are reading. I come on here and talk about a lot of books I think that are very relevant. But this is a wonderful, wonderful way to add years of wisdom and have years of mentorship in your life without really even knowing the person but you're getting to know them through their writing, which is so very, very important. So, again, I want to recommend that. We're going to go ahead right now at 1228 p.m. Uh, in the hour, we're going to go ahead and read key number four from the book, Letting Go of Your Bananas by Dr. Daniel T. Drubin. And this key, or better known as a chapter, he called his chapters Keys, he says we're going to discuss finding your bananas. And he says here's the fact. We all have bananas, things that hold us back. If you cannot see yours, you are just not trying. Denying that you have obstacles that stand in your way of making a better life for yourself and your loved ones will not make your life situation better. In fact, refusing to admit to yourself that you are stuck can seriously diminish your dash of life. And if you guys remember I think it was back on the first of this month that I read, you know, the book, the part of the book that talks about the dash of life, which is in between you being born and in between you leaving this side of life and transitioning, all that stuff that's going on in between is called that dash of life. And so, again, he says, Denying that you have obstacles that stand in your way of making a better life for yourself and your loved ones will not make your life situation better. In fact, refusing to admit that you are stuck can seriously diminish your dash of life. If you are uncertain about what your barriers are, just ask someone you love and trust to point them out to you. Be prepared, perhaps not like or agree with what you hear. Face up to the reality of who you are can be, can often be painful as well as eye-opening. Yes, he says, the truth can hurt, but getting into the pain of reality, it's healthy even though it's uncomfortable. It has been said that the true measure of a person is often determined by how much truth he or she can take without having their feelings hurt. Face it, he says, you have roadblocks and obstacles that are getting in the way of living the life you desire most. And until you are ready, willing, and able to accept the fact that you probably have an entire bunch of bananas to let go of, very little change and improvement can or will occur in your life. He says bananas come in all shapes and sizes. In fact, some of your bananas are actually shaped like people. Some are real, while others are perceptions and exist only in your imagination. Whether real or perceived, he says, a barrier is a barrier, and those barriers stand in your way of a better future. If you carefully examine the things that are holding you back, I believe, he says, you will find that most of your barriers have been created in two different ways. Listen at this. He says, you either created them on your own to remain safe and comfortable or intentionally or unintentionally you brought into another person's viewpoint of you and your potential. Regardless of whether your barriers are big or small, real or vividly imagined, self-created or dumped on you by another person, you and only you get to decide whether you want to tolerate them or go beyond them. Tolerating them and leaving your barriers exactly as they are means that you have chosen to remain in the sameness. Wow, pretty deep, huh? Selecting to go beyond your present place indicates that you are working in the direction of creating a better life for yourself. All success in life, he says, begins with a decision, and deciding that you are prepared to do whatever it takes to go around, under, through, or over your barriers is the beginning point of a better and brighter future. And so, again, he gives five types of, in his mind, bananas that you need to be paying attention to. He says bananas basically come in five varieties, physical bananas, mental bananas, emotional bananas, economic bananas, and social bananas. He said regardless of the kind of barriers, right, you cling to, the important thing to remember is that when it comes to letting go of things that hold you back, resourcefulness rules. People who possess a high level of resourcefulness will eventually thrive in their lives rather than remain stuck and merely exist. He says resourcefulness is the essential ingredient in letting go of limitations and designing your life without roadblocks. The more you want a better life and the more you adopt the habits of people with fulfilling lives, the more likely you are to have a better life. If you are willing to let, I'm sorry, if you are willing to get into the pain of change and personal growth, a lot of new things can happen for you. So, again, I just read from Letting Go of Your Bananas by Dr. Daniel P. Drubin. And, I, you know, again, I highly encourage that you guys get a copy of that book for yourself, but I do want to address some things because he said some things that were very, very important as he shared with Finding Your Bananas. He talked about the fact that there are um, five varieties of bananas, physical bananas, mental bananas, emotional bananas, and economic bananas. And I want to just give you guys my side notes and address that from my standpoint of Uh, of bananas and how as women we need to really let go of. So for those of you who are just now tuning into the show, we are uh, talking about our whole theme of being grateful for being in business. We just read from the book, Letting Go of Your Bananas by Dr. Daniel T. Drubin, and I want to just share with you some of my notes that I gleaned from you know, the five varieties of the different types of bananas that he mentions in the book. So the first one he talked about was physical bananas, okay? And for us as women, physical bananas can really be a lot about caring too much about what people think about how we look, um, caring too much about what we have instead of worrying about <clears throat> where we are right now. Of course, yes. You want to present a good brand in front of people with yourself. You want to look polished. You want to have your hair um, groomed. You you want to look clean and neat. But at the end of the day, we can't be perfect, ladies. We cannot be perfect, okay? Um, transparency, hey, I, I still have on the bottom of my pajamas and I have a top on, but I groomed my hair and, you know, wanted to look presentable for you. And so, yes, I, I moved past any challenge or obstacles I had so that I could do Successful Woman Radio Live to you on the Facebook Live. And, and I'm learning the more transparent, the more honest, the better it really is, and it takes that pressure off of you. So physically, and then if you have any physical impairment, okay, if you were born with a birth defect, if there are some issues that you have with that, It's time that you learn to let it go because it's becoming a nuisance. It's becoming a set of baggage that you don't need in your life, right? To thine own self be true, you need to be authentic about who you are and what you want to, the the message that you want to get to people, and don't allow um, some things physically Hold you back to getting what you want. Very, very important. And remember, we all can overcome a lot of things, right? Um, I talked with people who have shared with me that they used to stutter a lot, but when they let go of the fact that they stutter and they had to say, you know, okay, I stutter. And so I'm going to stutter some they had less stuttering because they had already in their minds released the fact that, yeah, I stuttered. So what? I have a message to share. Um, I try to hold my back and say hold myself back from saying the word um a lot because when I go into listening into my recordings, I'm constantly um Um, And that's something that I try to break myself of. As a matter of fact, I really did a good job of breaking it when I was in Toastmasters because that's a big thing that you learn in Toastmasters is not to say that word. um. It's to learn to either be silent or have bridge phrases or bridge words. So I have... To work on myself sometimes in not saying that word, um, right? Be cognizant of that. But that's not going to hold me back from doing my Facebook lives, or that's not going to hold me back from speaking in front of an audience because I have agreed with myself that I, I say, um, a lot. And if I don't remember to bridge it or to just be silent, it's going to be okay. The most important thing I want to get out of all of this is am I relaying to the audience? to those who are listening, am I relaying the essence of my message? That's going to be important. So physical barriers you want to let go of, but you also want to let go of emotional barriers as well. And so for us as women, a lot of time emotional barriers have to do with our experiences in life, right? We will, we will have had an experience that caused us to feel some kind of way. Whatever that way was, we didn't like it, so we have a tendency to run away from wanting that experience again, and so we don't don't go in that same direction. And so sometimes we do have to work with our emotional barriers. For example, in business, if a customer tells you, I don't like that particular product or service, or I don't like that color, we can't take that emotionally and start Um, and start really compounding that in our minds that I don't want to talk to people about my service of business, and if they don't want it, then that's too bad for them, and and have an attitude with it because they are the customer. We can't be attaching ourselves to everything um, that the customers say. And so we have to be careful about emotional bananas you know do do we hold grudges against customers and don't come back to them again with offering different things because of something that they may have said in the past we have to be extremely careful as women of being too emotional when it comes to business, right? We have to develop a, thin, a thick skin around that and not be thin-skinned, as they say, and we have to make sure that we please the customer, right? In other words, we need to be looking for the truth or answer from customers, and whatever they say, we need to be able to go back to them and say, well, how do you like it in this color, or do you like it this way? That's very important because that shows an effort that I care about what you say. So emotional barriers... Having emotional bananas that we have to let go of, what are some of yours? And then economic bananas, which is so very, very important, because I'm going to tell you, ladies, right now, the one thing that I have learned is that we use the excuse of I don't have enough money or I don't have the money. We use that as like one of our all-time high excuses for why certain things are not done. And I know I have a lot of you saying, yeah, but sometimes it really is true. We really don't have the money. Okay. But do you ever try to find solutions to it? Or do you change the phraseology and instead of you saying, I don't have the money, what about the money for this particular project is going to come shortly? it's not come yet, or something more positive to to not block the positiveness of you accomplishing that particular project. That's very, very important. So I want you guys to really, really pay attention to what you are saying, uh, because sometimes we can be declaring negativity in our lives and not even know it. And remember, our subconscious mind is like a sponge. It absorbs everything and then regurgitates it back to us when we're trying to do the very thing that we want. It regurgitates back the opposite of what we want and blocks us mentally. And so it's so very, very important that we get rid of our emotional baggage, our emotional bananas, right? And it's important that we don't use economic bananas to stand in our way. And then, again, social bananas, not wanting to be around different types of people or different groups of people, and you say, well, I'm introverted or I'm shy. I don't care for people. Well, you know, I talked about this a long time ago on the show, and I made this statement, and to this very day, maybe 10, 15 years later, I'm still of the same persuasion, and that is if you don't like people, don't be in business. That's the end of that. I believe that because when you are in business, you either have to have individuals that are representing you in a friendly and an inviting manner um, to work with your customers, to talk with people. But you have to like people because what I have learned is that how you feel is how you build your business. And then it just spreads from there to your, to the potential customers, to people who are working for you and with you. So again, I am still of the same persuasion. If you don't like people, don't be in business because business is all about people. We need people in order to make money, in order to generate that revenue that we so desire. We need people to purchase our services and our products, and without them, it is no business. So I stand by my, my belief that if you don't like people, again, don't be in business, Okay. Very, very important. So again, that is my um, side notes on letting go of your bananas. And I just want to say this to you, ladies, as we're moving into 2020, because it is my desire that nobody that listens to the Successful Woman Radio Show just continuously has the same result year after year. That means that you're not listening intently, and not only are you not listening, but you are not absorbing the wisdom. And implementing what you hear, so very, very important. So I want to remind all of you who listen to the show that continue to take notes, but do something with those notes. You know, implement what you are learning, implement what you are hearing, try it, because you're not going to know what works until you put it into action. So very, very important. It's 12.43 after the hour, and for those of you who are listening to the Successful Woman Radio show, I'm Trina Newby, your business success coach and host, and I want to thank all of you for listening to the show. Uh, Or perhaps you're listening to the broadcast of this show, and we've already ended the show. Whichever way it is, welcome, welcome. You know, for those of you that are new to Successful Woman Radio, uh, I just want to share with you a little bit about who we are and what we do. Successful Woman Radio is all about providing you, the businesswoman, with a positive environment where you can be motivated, encouraged, and inspired to create a successful life generating the income that you desire. That's what we're all about. And if there's not but one place that you can go to every day for that uh, or every Monday for that positive uh, for that positive environment, that it is definitely going to be successful woman radio because that's what we are all about. As we move into talking about our theme for this month, and I'm so excited. Um, that you are here with us. All this month of November, we are coinciding with what we are doing traditionally in our country, which is being thankful. We're coming up on Thanksgiving, and our whole theme for this month is grateful for being in business because we should be. It's not every day that you've been given the gift of having an idea that you can put to use and bless others and generate an income from. And so not everybody has the gift of business, but you do because you decided to to put it into action. And so again, we want to be grateful for being in business. And today we are talking about grateful for marketing opportunities. Oh my goodness, there are so many ways that we can market our business still. So the first thing I want to talk about, first of all, is exactly what is marketing, right? Again, marketing is a system of attracting individuals to what you have to offer, right? So that word attraction is the key when it comes to marketing. Marketing means that you are attracting them to knock on the door, right? And to to look at what you have to offer. Now, at that point when they knock on the door and they say, I'm interested in what you have, and by the way, knocking on the door could be them filling out a form on your website. It could be them sending you a text message or replying to a text message. It could be a mobile campaign that you've got going Uh, There could be many different ways people knock on the door uh, to reply to you. It could be a post that you posted in social media and they are replying via the comment section or sending you a direct message via Instagram uh, direct messages or Facebook direct messages or LinkedIn. Either way, knocking on the door simply means that, hey, you've got the attention of individuals, specific individuals. They are ready to connect with you. At that point, then sales takes over because the marketing has done its job. The whole job of marketing is to attract and bring people to you. And once that has happened, marketing's job is over, and now the job of sales begins. And so you need to understand that one can't do without the other in order for you to have sales prospects or prospects during the sales uh, process you have to have had marketing in which to attract them and bring, it, bring them straight to you, right? And then once they come to you, you now have the sales process that has begun. So with that said, I want to say that I feel in many ways that sometimes it's a little intimidating for many women to go ahead and create a marketing strategy, um, or perhaps there is still some confusion when it actually comes to marketing. But what I want you guys to understand is that your business cannot do without marketing. It is the lifeblood of your business. So what does that mean? If a human being doesn't have blood anymore, you know where, where we would be. We would no longer be in existence on this side of earth, right? And so it's the same thing for business. You know, if marketing is the lifeblood of your business, without it, there can be no business. The business literally cannot exist without the lifeblood of marketing, right? And so sometimes I think as women, depending on the size of your business, you may not be taking this as serious. You may not understand how uh, grateful you should be for the various types of marketing that are out there for you. And I believe at any budget, we can be marketing our business. Even at $0, we can be marketing our business, right? So what I want to share with you is Um, 16 awesome marketing strategies for small business, right? And the one thing that I want you to really know and understand is that while you create a marketing strategy, a strategy is always meant to be tweaked It's always meant to be improved upon. It's always meant for you to eliminate what's not working and add new things that might work, okay? So you just don't do a marketing strategy, implement the things that you've laid out first, and then when it's not working, you just keep pushing it. Nope, you shouldn't do that, right? The the whole purpose of a strategy is so that you can measure and you can keep in control of what's going on so that when you need to make those changes, you can make those changes swiftly and immediately without having to figure out, um, well, how were we marketing the business? Where's the marketing plan? How? What kind of campaign was it that I had? Okay, so you don't want to do that. And I want you guys to remember that, okay, is that the whole purpose of marketing is to attract individuals to you to what you have to offer, okay? So some of the things in the in the very beginning to lay the foundation for your marketing is that you do need to know the demographics of your customer base. You need to understand, you know, what type of customers are most likely to purchase your products or your services. Where do they live? Where do they hang out? You know, what is their age group? What is their income bracket, right? how do they find products in your particular niche or category how do they how are they finding them right um, and so how do they make their decision is your product one of the uh, priced in a way that they can quickly make a decision right up from the back to purchase your product how are you offering your product to them do you have a lead page so you can keep them focused and honed in on what you're offering so all of these things are a part of your marketing foundation. And these are things that you need to be looking at. This is why, again, um, I made an announcement that we won't be doing Power Talks, which are pre-coaching sessions. We won't be doing Power Talks during the month of December. So if you want to schedule a Power talk, to say, hey, Trina, you know, I know you can't give me everything for my strategy, but can you get me started in the right path, in the right direction of what I need to be doing for my marketing strategy? Sure, I'm more than happy to do that, but you need to schedule a power talk right away. And again, I want to remind you, ladies, to schedule your power talk, just go to Women About Biz. That's Women About B I Z, as in zebra, womenaboutbiz.net. And right there on our homepage, it says right there in front of you, free coaching session just for you. Then you'll click here to schedule now. It says those that that word. Click here to schedule now. And get your Power Talk session scheduled for the month of November, because in December we will not be doing free Power Talk sessions. So, again, I want to just say beware, because they're going to fill up quick this week. Beware, we only have about two and a half, three weeks left, in the month of November, and I want you guys who are loyal listeners on Successful Woman Radio, I want you guys to be able to take advantage of some of these no cost things that are very valuable. So, one power talk is worth $125, right? This is what I actually charge individuals who want a one hour coaching or consultation with me. So, you guys need to be taking advantage of this because. I try my very best to to do a gift back to bless the lives of other women. Um, And those who have had Power Talks, we have such positive feedback on those people who have had uh, Power Talks with us so far. So we know that Power Talks help individuals. We know that they help you. So definitely get yours scheduled as soon as possible. So we're talking about, you know, being grateful for marketing and why we should be grateful. And one of the biggest reasons why we should be grateful is that marketing is the foundation, it's the cornerstone to us generating the revenue that we need to generate for our business. And so without it, there would be no business, right? And if you want to kill your business real quick, simply stop marketing or or don't do any marketing. If you haven't been doing marketing on a consistent level, it will kill your business, right? And so these are some of the things that you need to understand and know. And so as we talk about that, I want to go into um, – these ideas that came from a really good article I read on buildfire.com. I definitely want to give credit to where I found this information at buildfire.com. And as a matter of fact, for those of you who are um, listening from Facebook, I'm going to pop this link here for you because it really is a good article. And that way, you'll have where I got a lot of these ideas on the 16 ways to market your business. So the first thing that they talk about is Facebook advertising. And they share um, the fact that 2 million small to medium-sized businesses advertise on Facebook. And still, even now, it's a very, very inexpensive way to market. But the, the thing about marketing on Facebook is that, first of all, I don't think that anybody should just go and start advertising and marketing without having some groundwork covered on the different types of marketing you can do on Facebook and what's the best way to do it. But I do want to say this, for those of you who are starting out, the one thing that you want to do is that you're not going to be able probably to market to the millions of people on Facebook all at once. And so you want to carve out a specific area. Maybe you carve out just your area that you live in, your city location, because they allow you to segment uh, all the way to the area that you live in and then go out to the city, the state, the region um, of, of the U.S., I mean, you, of territory. So there's different ways that you are able to actually market your business on Facebook. You can also market just to the friends of friends on your fan page, right? So there are different ways. So I think it's going to be very important for you to pay close attention to that, okay? Okay. The second way that they talk about is through Google uh, Google Google My Business, which is it, it's, this is especially good if you have a boutique or a commercial location. But even if you don't, you can still get in that listing. But listing is one of the most powerful things you can do for your business. They say, and I do know, you know, if you know, there are certain businesses, if you pull them up, you'll see the Google listing before you actually see their website. So, again, the Google listing is important. You just want to make sure that you have the information correct. And they do give you an example of what that looks like, okay? Um, The next one is Google AdWords. Now, I am a fan of Google AdWords. It has helped a lot of people to grow fast in a short period of time. But again, you need to understand what Google AdWords is and actually how to get it out there. Um, And so, as they say, there are 40,000 search queries on Google every second. Now, is that incredible or what? Okay? And so, the thing about Google AdWords, in which, by the way, most people – who have grown their companies exponentially in a short period of time use Google AdWords, okay? So Google AdWords are those ads that are showing at the top, the bottom, or the side, depending on what platform you're looking at Google from. But if you look up anything, you're always going to see AdWords somewhere around there. Usually they give precedence to AdWords by putting it at the beginning, okay? And so because of – so there's so many different types of Google Ad words that are out there, meaning phrases or a single individual words that people are using. Now what Google um, has done is that like for example if there's a specific ad word that is highly, highly searchable, that means there are gonna be people really competing with their dollars, their marketing dollars, to, to be first on that AdWords. And so there are some Google AdWords that are very, very expensive to use, but then you, there's still what I call long tail um, phrases and keywords that you can use where you can pay pennies on the dollars for those. The beautiful thing is this, is that there is a complete Google AdWords tutorial, um, and I want you guys to know about it. So if you're in the Women About Biz group, I am actually putting the Google AdWords tutorial link on here, um, because I think it is worth the mention. And for those of you who are listening via um Blog talk platform let me just um as a matter of fact, I just I wanna make sure that I cut off this um I'm going to cut off this YouTube that I have on here. But, again, I I just went to it to make sure that it's still there, and it is. And so I just popped a link in there for those of you who are looking um, from, from our Facebook group, Women About Biz. I popped it in there. For those of you who are not, um, you can go to YouTube, right, and you can search let me give you the correct name, the complete Google AdWords tutorial. Go from beginner to advanced today. So if you put in the complete Google AdWords tutorial and put in the name Jerry Banfield, you are going to see his free tutorial that he gives on Google AdWords. I've watched it a couple of times. Really love it. Go ahead and and look at that because it's definitely worth the watch, okay? And then, of course, Um, One of the ways that they suggest that we also um, can market our business, and of course, this is true, is content marketing. They give some really good statistics. 18% of marketers say that content marketing has the greatest commercial impact on their business of any channel okay? So what that means is content is very key. And so it's important for you to distribute valuable and relevant content to your product or your service. And so as you are creating your social media content schedule, you want to make sure that you're relevant. Your content is absolutely relevant to what you are doing, okay? That's going to be very, very key. Moving on, um, we're also going to be talking about Organic social media. Now, there are two types of social media: paid social media advertisement and organic. For this person, uh, for this purpose, we're going to quickly talk about organic social media, which means that um, you're using social media content in a way that you did not pay for it at all. So the statistic is that 67% of consumers use social media for customer support and 33% prefer using social media instead of the telephone, right? So we're noticing that social media is being used more than just for advertisement, but it's being used for customer service as well. So again, the big thing that you need to understand is, is that you can't be on you can't be strong on all social media outlets unless you have social media managers managing each sector of that um so the biggest thing is what you need to do is to be able to choose one or two social media outlets that you're really going to be consistent with and you're going to be strong in. And then you need to develop a social media schedule and pre-schedule your content. So that would mean that you really need to have your your marketing strategy all laid out, you know the graphics that you need, you know the – social media content that you're going to be pulling from, for example, from your blog or wherever you're going to be pulling it from, you already know this, but keep in mind that at the end of all your social media content, you should always call people to take some kind of action, right? Whether it's giving them a link to an article that you've written that you're talking about and in that article is going to pop up some another call to action to introduce them to something that they can get at no cost, right? Very, very important, okay? Okay. And so then the next way that they're talking about really marketing your business is to be able to have some type of coupon deals going on. And I talk about coupons all the time. They work for me. I'm always handing out free discounts and coupons on Women About Biz Services or a power talk. and so, again, they do work, okay? The thing you need to remember is that you don't want to have too many coupon deals going on at one time. You want to have one coupon campaign going on at a time so you can manage and and track it that's going to be really key. Number 7 is email marketing, okay? A lot of people there's just a lot of talk, a lot of hoopla about email marketing. You know, everybody thinking that email marketing is is totally dead. I disagree 100%, it is not, okay? People who visit your site and when you capture their contact information, you, there is a way that they have to be connected with, they have to be communicated with, okay? And this is this is very, very important, okay? So what you need to understand is that email marketing is alive and well, and I don't want you guys discounting email marketing because it's still alive. What we must understand, though, is that if you've been known as a spammer all alone, and that is something that I think that a lot of people have a, you know, they have a tendency to do is that they, um, they have been spamming people and, you know, not doing a good job of uh, communicating or connecting with people, then, yes, you're going to have a problem. You're automatically going to have a problem because um, your trust level is low with people because you haven't been given quality or valuable things. That's a whole other problem for a whole other show. But what I'm saying, though, is that if you have been connecting and communicating with people, you have to pay attention to how you're communicating via email. And you have to make sure that your email is not long, but you have to make sure that it's, it's short but it's relevant, good content material, and that you always have a free offer to attract the individuals. And the free offer has to be valuable, right? Something that people will be able to put to use. Very, very important, right? Um, very, very key. And then, of course, another uh, thing that is really really coming on strongly is webinars. You know, audio was the big thing, but now webinars is, being, is bigger, Webinars has everything to do with video. A good webinar, um, I would say, platform that a lot of people use is Zoom, Z-O-O-M, Zoom.us. They're economical. They have a free version, a lifetime free version. Y'all check it out, Zoom.us. I think that's a really good webinar platform. I use it and so do a lot of my colleagues. Um, But the thing that you need to know about webinars is just like going live, right? With Zoom webinars, you can go live on Facebook, you can go live in LinkedIn, a lot of other places, but what you need to know and understand about utilizing webinars is that you have to be prepared because with webinars comes you having to also not just always talk, but also possibly prepare a Google Slides presentation or a PowerPoint presentation so that so that it bridges the gap, it makes your webinar interesting, and it helps you to flow better. but webinars are actually very, very valuable, um, and it's ways for you to really communicate and people seem to really take well to webinars, okay um, number nine is promoting a free consultation. You guys know me, I've been giving power talks at no cost for twenty years now, and it has been like one of the number one ways that I am able to introduce myself to bless the life of other businesswomen with good, valuable information, while at the same time, them learning how I operate, learning my ability to help them, which gives them more confidence in seeking out my services, right? So it has taken me a long way. So if you are in a service business, promote a free consultation. Let people know um, what you have been doing, okay? And then offer different other types of incentives as well. Okay, I like valuable articles because people do read articles. You just don't want to make the article too long. If if an article is very long, then I would suggest that you create an ebook and then create a campaign around giving a, a offering a free ebook. Right, but articles are very good. Make it short. Short would be, um, th- you know, three to four paragraphs. Right. And you always, in short articles, you want to give bullet points of how to do something. So how-to articles, three to four paragraphs with bullet points. Is always a good way to get people to read your article. Don't forget, you can also collaborate and partner with other businesses as well. That is just so very, very key. Um, And there are all types of collaborations that can be done. But what you have to do is you don't get yourself out there. If you don't meet new people, if you don't talk to people and find out about their values and see if they're compatible with you, you don't you don't know who you can collaborate with, right? So you've got to get yourself out there and Last but not least, I want to say good old direct marketing is still alive and well, and it's gaining more popularity. Again, as people have been dealing with a lot of spam, you know, um, direct marketing is getting more popular. But in particular with direct marketing is direct mail postcards. They're easy to read, and they're actually low cost to print as well, because you don't necessarily have to do full um, four color. You can do Uh, black printing on like a neon uh, pink or neon yellow, neon green, Um, and and when people open up their mails, they see it because of that neon color. They pick it up, they look on the back of it, and it gives them a special message. Remember, with the red mail postcards, you don't have to put everything on there. You're just trying to give them one simple message, message and one action to take advantage of, right? Very, very key. Also, don't forget that you know, speaking for different organizations in your local area, uh, being a guest speaker on a talk show, a radio show, online shows. All of those things that help you to be the ambassador for your business are still very valuable as well. So as you have heard, I've listed like multiple ways and opportunities for you to be able to market your business. And so we all need to be grateful that, that all of these opportunities are available to us, and it's still very valuable for the micro, small business owner who's who's marketing on a budget. And so, again, we have to be grateful. Grateful for marketing opportunities. Grateful that there's still a window of opportunity for small business owners to market their business, um, you know, and still reap the benefits from it, right? But I need you guys to understand that, you know, hey, without a doubt, big business is t- trying to take over internet marketing and mobile marketing and all those other types of marketing. I think the big thing that's really helping us as small business owners is our ability to understand. Um, search engine optimization with Google because things still are dependent upon search engine optimization. So, while the big businesses are vying for those one-word keywords, small businesses can, can really venture out and start using long tail keywords and different things like that in order, right, in order to compete in order to capture a lot of the market that's not necessarily seeing the advertisement for the big businesses. So there's still a way to do it, but we have to be grateful. And when you're grateful, that means that you're going to take swift and immediate action on what it is you're grateful about because it may not always be there. So, so you recognize the ability you know, to have an advantage point, being grateful for marketing, being grateful for what we have. And again, I want to remind you guys, just don't listen to the show, but go to some of the places that I've talked about. For webinars, I mentioned Zoom, dot us. Uh, I also, in the Facebook group for Women About Biz, I popped in a couple of links there that I think would be very beneficial for those of you um, who are listening to the show, things that I have mentioned. And, again, I really do recommend that you guys take a look at this article. It's a very good one. I couldn't have done it any better myself. Go to buildfire.com, buildfire.com, and in their search box put in uh, marketing strategies, and you'll see this article. Uh, I paraphrased a lot of it and then also gave my own um, spin. But, again, I think that you guys will get a great benefit from reading this particular article on ways to market your business. Well, ladies, that is all I have for today. Uh, I am looking forward to talking to you next week as we continue on with our theme of Grateful for Being in Business. Next week will be the 18th of November. Mark your calendar for 12 noon. And by the way, if you have not joined the Women About Biz Facebook group yet, go to Facebook and put in the search bar Women About Biz group, G-R-O-U-P, right? And it will bring up the Women About Biz group. Go ahead and request to be a member of the group. And also, our fan page is Facebook.com forward slash Women About Biz. It is my desire that I continue to share with you ways that you can grow your business. If you're thinking about starting a business, we'd love to hear from you. Show you Show you and share with you ways to start your business. Don't forget to visit our main website, Women About Biz, B-I-Z as in zebra.net. Again, Women About And if you want to listen to previous broadcasts of the radio show, just click on podcast and you'll see the player for um, our previous broadcast. If you're an iPhone user, then you can go to your podcast and mark Successful Woman Radio as your favorite. And of course, if you are an Android user, You can download the app, Stitcher, S T I T T H E R search for Successful Woman Radio, three separate words, and mark it as your favorite, okay? That's all I have for now. Be productive this week. Make sure every activity on your calendar is focused and enhancing what it is that you want to accomplish by Friday weekend. Be successful, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.